0: turn that damn fool thing off. That idiot is going to come out again who insists on attempting to raise your consciousness. I'm just sick and tired of this sort of thing, George. Now you move over and get that knob and turn that idiot off. Let me see. And while you're up, get me your grants, please. Say we have a note here, it says Shepherd. You're one of those technological people. Is it true that a rectifier is used in proctological examinations, huh? La 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 I stand on a roof here, you know. We got this building. And uh, yeah, it, it overlooks uh, the great and glorious Empire State. And uh, I'm standing on a roof there, see, and I'm looking down over New York, and it's 28 stories above the city, and I can look down, I see Times Square. You know, there there are moments when I just, I just got to do that, see, and I stand up there on the parapet, and uh, (laughs) I just thought of a terrible pun that involves the word parapet. I will not use it because there are sensitive people listening tonight, as we all are aware. And I'm standing on the parapet there, see, and I start flapping my arms, I looked down over that whole city and I say, my God, it's mine. Mine, oh, mine! <laughs> and then, of course, I realized that I was being drowned in crud that was drifting over from Jersey. Was drifting in, see, just great clouds. But when you're up on a roof, you can see it coming in great big clouds. And it's, it's scary sometimes how you get these insights, you know, you get these great insights that just hit, pow, out of the blue. Pow, I can do it again. See, it wasn't a fluke. Pow, out of the blue. See, it just hits me right there between the two eyeballs. I said, my God, I know what the problem is. i got to get to Lindsay. I've got to get to Lindsay. I've got a great solution to to, to solve the the, the the pollution problem here in New York City. All that crud drifting, and you can see it in great yellow, purple, the most beautiful magentas, those enormous clouds of of vaporized hydrochlorides drifting in over from New Jersey. All those smokestacks up in the air, I see they're just burping up there, and I just see it drifting in great waves over this magnificent city, this city of dreams, this Babylon on the Hudson, just drifting in. I said, I got an idea. Great idea. It's the simplicity of it that blinds me. (laughs) All great ideas. are truly simple, ultimately. I mean, let's face it. The Wright brothers have put a couple of wings out there, and you just run, and whoop, you're up in the air, right? And they had never thought of that up to that point. It's the simplicity. The simplicity. Simplicity, boy. And I look out over Jersey, and I see this crowd. I said, I'll tell you what. I got an idea. Let's raise a fund. Now, you know, everybody's raising funds in this town, you know? You turn on the TV, set night after night, there's somebody clutching between every... Uh, after every uh, Lady Plumber commercial, before the Preparation H commercial comes on. before the guy comes on and says, I ate the whole thing, there's always somebody saying, have you thought about uh, the dread disease apathy? Yes, and it's always some accuracy making a pitch for some disease. If I sent money to every one of them commercials, believe me, friends, I'll tell you, it would be... (laughs) I'd be working from a deficit from the word go, you know, just from one night. So, but none of it ever really has any real meaning for us, you know, just a walking around, sniffing, coughing person, right? The scratchers of life. Yes, the great enlisted men of existence that are milling around back in the enormous platoon... Of mankind, You can picture mankind as a platoon standing out there. And God, of course, is this first sergeant standing up there with a clipboard. And there you are in the back of the platoon, see, figuring you're not going to get that detail again. Not again. The one with cleaning all the chickens, you know. You're standing back there shifting, moving. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What, What we call inspiration. I'm standing on the roof of the building. I see this crud drifting in from Jersey. I said, my God, the solution is so simple. It's so simple, it's scary. Why not raise a fund to buy seven 400-foot towers, which we will install, one at the upper end of the island, one somewhere halfway towards, like, the head of Central Park, one right in midtown, and one down by... Wall Street, you know, four of them, great big towers, over on the west side of the island. And on the top of each tower, we'll put an enormous electric fan and just blow all that crud right back to Jersey. Just pull the big switch, and I can see, just blows it back, <laughs> I can see all those people walking around Passaic and places like uh, like East Hackensack. <laughs> all their crud is coming back, and <laughs> we just blow it right back. And I can see Mayor Lindsay standing up there clipping the ribbon. See, he's getting ready to clip the ribbon, and just as he clips the ribbon, he says, "I christen thee Operation Smell Out." Boom! He clips the ribbon, and the band. Hey, pressman is standing down there with his microphone. Mayor Lindsay is waving to the assembled multitude. A great roar. A tremendous sigh of relief comes out of the 27,932,000,000 victims of Jersey. <laughs> and the first, the first clear air ever known in this island since late in the 18th century. A great cloud of yellow crud just goes drifting out over Hackensack. <laughs> The fans are blowing it, and we could get the fans colored red, white, and blue. You know, each one blade is white, one blade is blue, one blade is red, and we can have big neon streamers on out. You know, Make it into a fun thing. What a fantastic tourist attraction that would be! Hooray! Ho! Oh, hooray! For ho! 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 that idea, huh? All right, we're going to start raising the fund. And, George, no, no, not yet. Uh, You just keep that uh, last uh, magnificent piece of music up there. Mm. Yes. That's tonight's salute to Excedrin Headache Number 3. Hooray for the... No, I don't know about those rectifiers. Well, that's true or not. I don't have much uh, medical knowledge that I do know that there's a certain soft drink. if you put aspirins in it, you get unbelievable. At least that was the rumor around the Warren G. Harding School. Hooray for the U.S. of A. Ah, just feel, yeah, you know, just feel ready tonight. Thank God. Uh, by the way, speaking of ready, uh, for those of you who are, who are fuzz baiters, we would like to, yes, there are plenty of them, we would like to salute... Magnificent creative idea that could only come out of Yankee ingenuity. Would you please put on my magnificent creative Yankee ingenuity music? George, i No, yeah, that's right. The last one you just played. The last one. That's very good. Okay, fine. <laughs> Gee, the band fell down a manhole there, didn't they? They're down there walking around in the sewers now. Blowing all them horns. Oh, oh, hold it there. Oh, that was the knee. Okay, it's all right. Uh, while you're getting that set in there, George, can you give me a little of that uh, that uh, sexy Portugala music? We've got something special. A little of that sexy music there. <laughs> hey, youth types. Youth types. Uh, youth types, attention, please. If you'd like to meet the kids of Italy. (laughs) And there are some fascinating kids in Italy, gang. Take your vacation in Portugal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because Portugal is where the kids of Italy, France, England, Germany, Switzerland, and I underline this one, Sweden, take their vacations. And just so that the kids of America won't be left out of all that exciting action. And there's plenty of action. (laughs) T.A.P., the intercontinental airline. By the way, action is dependent on you. I mean, let's face it. I mean, uh, you got to do a little yourself. TAP, the Intercontinental Airline of Portugal, is introducing a youth fair. Uh, Only $210 round-trip economy airfare, and that's a hell of a buy, friends, to Portugal. Subject to government approval, and the ticket is good for one year. You can just disappear into the Algarve for one solid year. Come out, you know, skinny and tired, your eyes hanging down around your kneecaps, you know. Anyone under 26 and over 12 is available and eligible in this scene. In Portugal, you'll meet all the European kids in the wine country. <laughs> Exchange elegant wines. At the ancient castles, in the museums, a little culture wouldn't hurt too much. And then on the beach, soaking up the sun. In Portugal, the prices are incredibly low. Even you can afford it. The food is great, and the people move real good. Call your travel agent or TAP at 421 421- 421 8500 for complete information about TAP's $210 round trip youth fair to Portugal. Yes, don't make it Atlantic City this year, make it Estoril. (laughs) Go where the European kids go, Portugal. Hold it, George, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. Hold it. By the way, that guy is playing a genuine Portuguese model Montgomery Ward guitar. It's a very good guitar. They have a lot of Portuguese work in Montgomery Ward. A lot of teen, teeny, A lot of teen, teeny, teeny, Now, you ready there? Hold it, George. I said hold it. A little bit too much of that, and I'll go up like a cake of yeast here. Oh, the passions around the hot, and the blood runs like a steaming river through man's soul gushing and roaring over the rocks of adversity. (laughs) That reminds me, this is WOR. New York? Of course, where else? You don't think I come from Cleveland, though? You're Cincinnati, huh? With this kind of stuff. This is the big time, friend. Studio land. How does it feel to be out there in the great, vast, mire and muck of... The audience, huh? How are you out there? <laughs> you poor slobs, hit it again, George. Oh, hooray, 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 hooray for the audience. That's what it is all about. Hooray, hooray for Johnny Carson, Murph, and Dougie. Hooray, 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 hooray for Studio Land. It brings all the goody things to all of us as we sit here on our doffs. Hooray, hooray, hooray for the audience it, Toller, Toller—the vast sea of clods. You like my idea for Jersey? Oh, wouldn't that be—that I like the fell swoop. You know, this even Norman Mailer doesn't think this big. You know, he, he, that's big, B-I-G. And by the way, you know what you can do? I mean, since it's quite obvious that uh, that uh, that you know that would take a lot of electricity to run them things, right? Well, it is well recognized. That certain rivers which surround this city are so full of chemicals that all you got to do is dip one copper rod into it and one lead rod, and you got all the voltage you want. You got you, nothing but battery acid flowing down there. <laughs> you haven't seen a guy swimming in the East River for a long time, have you? And you know why? The minute you hit that water, ionized, dissolves you. Yeah, you know, it's just like you know, you, you see that little Alka-Seltzer tablet go down into the thing there, and it goes <laughs> all the bubbles come up, that's you. Drop to the bottom of the, you wouldn't even you'd be dissolved by the time you get within fifteen feet of the bottom of the East River. Lola T. Ladae. By the way, they all have a non current carrying, genuine non conducting fish that swim around in there. They developed a new kind of fish that lives in the East River. Does not carry current. Made of solid polyethylene. Got these chromium teeth, which are stainless steel. Do not uh, do not melt. <laughs> oh, nature adapts. That's right. That is right. After all, nature created us, so nature is capable of anything. Now, would you please, George? We would like to salute the the, the uh, Let's put it this way: I've I'm, you know uh, the the. Uh, let's say the most creative. Uh, uh, fuzzbaiter of this of this week. Okay? Also, it's brought to you as a public service. This uh, serious, deeply concerned radio station? <laughs> we'll raise your consciousness, friend, if I have to go out and get myself a Sears Roebuck Jack. I'll just raise it right up there. That's right. I'm just thinking about that now. How long has it meant that you've had your consciousness raised? <whistles> Shepard, you're dealing in Buncombe. Dee, 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 hot bun come. Hot cross bun come. Dee, dee, dee. Somebody wrote me notes as a. Uh, is, uh, Dor- is it true that Dorothy Parker put her hair up in a pun? Dee, dee. <laughs> That's bad. I, you know, you get this little esoteric and cutesy, cutesy pie stuff. You know, it kind of bothers you. I was driving along the Jersey Turnpike there, and amid all the, all the crud and the flying fenders, and, you know, the. You know, the flames from the truck that had tipped over there and the Howard Johnson and all that stuff. See, I'm driving along there, and I, uh, there's a guy at him, and he's got, <laughs> he's got an Oklahoma license plate that says, you know what it says on the Oklahoma license plate? Oklahoma's okay. <laughs> How's that for a department of understatement? Can you imagine New York saying, New York is okay? Nah, nah, not na- Listen, any state that has within its borders George Plimpton and Norman Mailer is not going to stop it just being okay. Not to mention Gloria Steinem. How are you doing on your doilies? Pretty good. Huh? It's the first porny doily I've seen. It's very nice. I like that. I like that. There's a there's a theater here in town that's playing a, a movie called Porno Mondo. Hello. Uh, excuse me. We're getting that. No, no, that's not for me. Wait, Is that for me? Oh, I see. Yeah? I lit a campfire in the woods tonight. I'm like a campfire in the woods. Now what do you mean by I'm like a campfire in the woods, Mr. Bones? Yes. Cheerful, but not too bright. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That's been my problem. But I would like to salute the lady here who's really gone all the way. Would you please uh, gather around, all you all you woman libs type? This, this chick has really gone all the way. So please, bring me at uh, the American of the Week salute, uh, and it's American ingenuity at its best. Bring it on. In Miami, Florida. Betty Lou Miller was sentenced to a two-year prison term for aggravated assault in 1970, but... For the third time this week, she's been able to win a delay by announcing her pregnancy in court. The 22 year old Miami woman was convicted August 18th, 1970, after her former boyfriend testified that she shot him in the back three times during a barroom quarrel. Criminal court judge Paul Baker postponed sending Mrs. Miller to prison immediately because she told him she was with child. At that time, she had another infant, Charlotte, now three. Mrs. Miller appeared before Judge Baker several months later and told him she had delivered the child, Crichton, now two. But she was pregnant again. Judge Baker put off the sentence. The woman appeared before Baker again last Friday and announced she had delivered Carlton, who is now eight months old, but she's expecting another child. How long is this going to go on? Judge Baker asked. Well, for the record, her attorney, Paul Potlack, and of course, for the record, I have, uh, I have not instructed Betty Lou Miller to, to keep kind on of getting pregnant, but that's just for the record. She's got a long way to go. She's at least 45 years away from that uh, cutoff point, and we're working on a judge. Tonight, we would like to salute the mother of the week. Yes, creative pregnancy. (laughs) Yes, Betty Lou Miller has solved that age-old problem. Why have children? This is a sickening show tonight. That's a nice, yes, 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 nice person. All those toots and those idiotic, silly sounds you make. Larry for the ti. Did you know that there are many different kinds of Chinese cooking? I'm doing a commercial here, friends, as if you didn't know. Uh, yes, indeed. Now, I'm talking about serious Chinese. You have many different kinds. We're not even including the rotten kind. Oh, yeah. I've been in some Chinese restaurants. I'll tell you. Whew. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, one one Chinese restaurant I went into here a couple of months ago was so bad that for about three or four weeks after that, I had sweet and sour indigestion. <laughs> oh, ugh. Including uh, several very bad bean sprouts. However, there are different styles of Chinese cooking. The sweet and sour dishes from Honan in the center of China, the highly spiced and fiery dishes from Setsuan in the West. You oh, That's, by the way, where the Wicked Queen is. And the uh, succulent flavors from Peking in the North. That sounds a little obscene. And the delicious Cantonese specialties from the South. And all these things are contained in this fantastic Great Shanghai Kitchen. They have, have a kitchen there roughly the size of Shea mean, right, they need it. I mean, you, boy, there's nothing like the temper of a Chinese cook. Hmm. Mean. And they carry them long knives. That's bad news. Yeah, when you go in there and you say your wonton is bad, yeah, you better get going real. you got to have real loose loose knees to, to pull that one off. So we'd like to suggest that you go to a nice, peaceful, friendly, groovy Chinese restaurant, the Great Shanghai, and they have a Sunday brunch. That's where Charlie Chan got so fat. It's a superb buffet, served from 11 till 4 on Sunday. All you can eat for 2.75. Now, Charlie Chan started to go there when he was three, when he was well under four feet tall. And kids under four feet tall only go for a buck and a half, and they can eat all they want. And Charlie did. It's the Great Shanghai, Broadway at 103rd. There's an IRT station right there. Yes, sir, that's the Great Shanghai, Broadway at 103rd. Right, what do you, how about, any of you know what what IRT stands for in the vernacular of the street? You don't. George? Don't tell me I've fallen that low. That I know stuff that even rotten people don't know. (laughs) Does anyone out there know what IRT stands for in the vernacular of, let us put it this way? politely, the masses? You don't. Well, do you know what BMT stands for? You don't. I can't believe you. Well, I'll tell you, for those of you who are over 21 and are guaranteed sociological students, students of sociology and the now, we'll send you what BMT and IRT stands for. If you're a qualified student of sociology, of course, you must be over 21, include a picture in your telephone number, and uh we'll work it out. ready for the US of A. Lotta. Oh, listen, uh, we'd like to also salute the uh, little Hanky Panky in Philadelphia, speaking of uh <laughs> Hanky Panky. You know, I just feel like it tonight. I just feel you know I just I just uh I guess standing up there on the roof there and watching all that stuff drifting in from Jersey. it's invigorating. It is. I, I I like it. And I'm not putting Jersey down. There's no way to put it down. No, no way. That's like putting the dismal swamp down. It's just there. You don't put it down. You, you, you just take it, you know. You you live in it. That's it. Have you noticed that I'm beginning to develop the soul of an alligator? <laughs> big teeth, man. Big teeth. You get close to that big old mouth, i just go chop you up. Uh, would you please, George, I feel like singing one chorus of that, please. Just, just bring it out. Yeah, I love that. Oh, hooray, hooray, hooray for the U.S. of A. Hold it there, hold it there, hold it there. Hold it. I'd like to meet that Betty Lou Mill. I'd like to meet that lady. She sounds like a very, very cooperative lady. In fact, she sounds like a very eager lady. Of course, she's got motivation. I mean, you know. Well, I'll tell you, though, I don't know. I mean, you know what she's in for, don't you? What she's being charged with, aggravated assault, shooting her boyfriend in the back three times in a bar room. Oh, like that. Woo hoo That must have been an exciting argument. She finished it, though. <laughs> you notice he was running at the time? She got him in the back. <laughs> he was making. A, I could just see him. She got him in a wing shot. You know, he was making a dive for the job. <laughs> uh, what's the matter with me here? That kind of stuff does not show up on Marcus Welby, does it? Can You imagine Marcus Welby? By the way, is her obstetrician? <laughs> He's Mrs. Betty Lou Miller. I'm saying i uh, a uh, good, good news for you. She says, "What is that, boss?" He says, "You're pregnant." <gasps> You know those scenes they always have in the movie when, when, when uh, guys uh, are told that their wife is pregnant, they always faint and fall over sideways? You know, you had know, Robert Cummings says, oh, what, what do you mean? You know, it's a, it's, uh, what's her name? June Allison she says, Oh, dear, dear, I went to Dr. Smothers today, and, and. Sh- no, no. She says, Yes, yes. I'm per- oh, no. Ah, oh. Oh, quick, sit down, sit down. You know the whole scene? I was with a guy one time when his wife told him. She's pregnant, and he smashed her in the mouth. Oh, it was a fantastic scene. Of course, he hadn't seen her for four years. Just been back for three days. It kind of an exciting moment. I was right there, see? Just the kind of thing to make you have a little faith in things. Uh, George, uh, would you please uh, play that mono thing there? We got a thing that's mono here. Mononucleosis here, please. Bring it on there. I just feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it. call class. There's just no way to get around talent. Hey, dee 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 dee. Speaking of talent, uh, <laughs> terrible thing. I, I, I was gonna tell you about something that happened to Phil I just felt this way tonight. Do you like that shoes halfway? You like this? George? Uh-huh, thank you. You better say that. <laughs> I can just see these three hands go up, thumbs down, boo, 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 you know, let's get out of here. Uh, We'd like to salute a little thing that uh, happened in Philadelphia. Just kind of great little moment there. A Helmsburg beer distributor who agreed to get rich quick. Oh, listen. Friends, there's no vice that's more fun and more dangerous than greed. Greed. Did you ever see a movie, an ancient movie? It, it plays in the art houses once in a while. A movie by Eric von Stroheim. I believe it was Eric von Stroheim who was the director of it. Had a great name for a movie. Greed. Greed. Do you remember the scene where this chick is <laughs> in the bed and there's money all over the bed? Do you remember that scene? Oh, oh. Greed. There is not a single human being that, was, that is not without some kind of greed. Now, your greed may not be for money. It may be for something else. But greed never specifically says it's money. Ah, where is Silas Marner tonight? Where is Silas Marner tonight? I remember I was about nine when the Miss Robinette said that we should read Silas Marner which is heavy going. Oh, no, wait a minute. Oh, no. He was described in this book as a miser. I couldn't figure out what a miser was. I thought at first it was miser, see. And I didn't know what, you know... And sometimes you have problems with your pronunciation, see. And also you have problems with semantics. And so I, I, I was reading this thing, seeing, studying on it. This guy was a miser. And he kept squirting his money up in the air. And it would come trickling down. And he would cackle. He had long... Uh, he had long, straggly hair, see. He looked a little like George Harrison. See, and, and uh, he's, you know, he's cackling when he's got these little John Lennon glasses. And <laughs> he's got this money. See, I said, gee, you know, it was at that point that I thought maybe I'd like to become one of the measers. See, he had the world, buddy. You know what? We did, see. And so I go home and I said to my old man, Dad, what's a measer? It's a measer. Yeah, what is a miser? It's a measer. It's a measer. A measly? You mean measly? What's a measle? I said no, Dad. What's a measer? My mother says he means miser. I think. And the old man says miser. Do you know one? And uh, of course I did know one. It was my old man. And uh, <laughs> as far as I was concerned, now being being a miser, you know, is all part of that scene of greed. You want to hear a great story about greed, in case you don't think, you know, you read the little articles in the paper to come down there on the bottom of the crossword puzzle, just above the truss ads. You know, but the ads for, uh, open your own little hamster farm and get rich. Anybody out there opened a hamster farm recently and got rich? You ever see those little ads about opening a chinchilla farm? Well, I know a guy that bought a pair of chinchillas. He still got them. Nobody ever came to buy any more from them, you know, as they get rich. <laughs> You know what a chinchilla really is? A non-talented guinea pig. That's right, chinchilla. Unless there's the chick inside of it, that's something else, and that that gets real expensive. And they don't necessarily have talent, but they have all the right glands in the right places, and that's what counts. That's how you get that chinchilla all around you, honey. So don't don't worry about all that history and the war of the roses. You just stick to your studying. You know. <laughs> Look at what Mrs. Betty Lee Miller's done with her studying. She's gotten right there, and she's staying out of trouble with it. So, you know, you can't, uh, you can't shake it too good. A Holmesburg beer distributor who agreed to get rich quick in a counterfeiting scheme has lost 27 grand <laughs> of real money, police say. Yes, uh, the detective in the Philadelphia said that this uh, beer distributor received two mysterious visitors at his North Philadelphia business. One of the two men, an old customer of this distributor, told the businessman that his companion had developed a process for duplicating money. Oh, it's the oldest gaff in the world. He developed a process for duplicating money. That's a polite way of saying this guy's a counterfeiter. He's got all the machines. Eh? Well, the three agreed to meet at the warehouse at 7:30 p.m. Friday, and the uh, Patsy promised to bring all the money he could in 50 and $100 bills, according to police. He withdrew all the dough from the bank and borrowed from relatives and friends and everybody he could stop on the street. He produced twenty-seven grand, and the two, quote, inventors pressed the money between sheets of paper coated with green ink. And they finished it early Saturday morning. They're in the warehouse they got the, the, and they're pressing it. They're all sitting there cackling in <laughs> the machine that can reproduce money. Well, they told, uh, the uh, Patsy, the Mark a little while later that uh, while he had been washing his hands in the back room they had placed his money in a green jug in a shopping bag and the three of them then left the warehouse separately bum ba dum late Saturday morning the Mark arrived at the home of his customer's friend according to a prearranged plan and found the building vacant Surprise. Isn't that a surprise? He returned to the warehouse, and he found the green jug was full of acid, which had destroyed some scraps of paper the man apparently had put in it. Police did not identify the two men. What a story. Well, now, I, I have always felt... Now, I am not without my greed. Friends, you know, it's curious that this man has invented this machine that uh, duplicates money. That's really interesting. I've been spending... Have you ever wondered what I do when I'm not on the air and doing this kind of stuff? Well, I've been in my laboratory. And I've been working now. Working hard and long. And I've come up with several very interesting inventions, which I am not going to say to any... I'm not going to let it go to anybody who I can't trust, because this kind of stuff you can't... You just can't let it get out on the street. First of all, it would ruin the economy. Right there. Ruin the economy. And incidentally, it only involves potatoes. Plain, ordinary potatoes. Now, how much does a potato cost? Now, I'll tell you this. I've invented a solution, which if you put potatoes in it, and allow them to steep overnight, in this secret solution, which I have invented, the next morning, it's fantastic. I have learned to turn potatoes into rubies. As I mean, rubies, big ones, the size of potatoes. Now, we've got to be very careful. You see, if you flood the market with rubies, what happens? Of course, the market goes down. And we're going to have to work it real careful. Now, I've invented this, uh, this stuff, which proves, of course, my own, uh, my own good faith. I'm, and I'm willing to deal with you. Now, if you want to prove your good faith, just, just good faith, You send in unmarked letters. You send me as much money as you can lay your hand on, and I will put aside, I will give it to Bell Armour, the lady who works up on the 24th floor. She'll hold it for us. (laughs) And I will send you back the first five equations of the chemical formula of my solution. And then, when we have both established our good faith, the two of us can get right down to business. One ruby a month would keep us living... Yeah, I mean, you want always, you always wanted to live in the Bahamas, right? <laughs> you always wanted to have that little place on the uh, on the coast of France. <laughs> Nothing to it. You know what rubies are going for these days? Anybody interested in? That? I mean, you you heard it on the radio for crying out loud! They couldn't say it on the radio if it wasn't true, right? Okay, you blew it. You think it's impossible? Do you know know what what chemicals are in potatoes? Do any of you know what the chemical formula of the average spud is? (laughs) Well, any chemist will tell you that the exact chemicals that are in the average, ordinary, walking-around, soggy potato that you get, you know, next to your hamburger, you know, that old, rotten-looking potato there, is exactly the same chemicals that are in the average, ordinary, walking-around $12 million ruby. Now, the question is how you will rearrange their molecules. That's all. Nothing to it. If you know how. And if you're willing to uh, prove your good faith, you send all the money you can lay your hand on in a green paper bag, you send it to box (laughs) 6SJ7GT in an unmarked green bag and uh, we won't touch it. Oh, no. No, no. An elegant uh, man of the cloth is the only man that Knows the formula of that, uh, that, uh, that safe deposit box. Man of the cloth. Reverend J. Cheever loophole. Elegant man of the cloth. And you can certainly trust man of the cloth, right? My dear, you have slowed on the draw. Time has slowed you on the draw. I love those schemes. You know, I, 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 I I secretly feel, you know, I'll tell you this. I, I was part of a thing like this at one time. I, 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 I... Well, oh, you want the, you, oh, speaking of of get-rich-quick schemes here, we've got a couple of commercials. Will you hit the, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, can you imagine those secretly before we play this commercial? I've been thinking about this. Now, look, what's your chance out there, any of you? What's your chance of getting really rich? I mean, like, you know, bang, boom, really rich. That's right. Your chances ain't real good. I mean, I wouldn't bet on your odds. right. Well, now, on the other hand, um, I mean, we're all in this together, right, friends? Wouldn't it be kind of great to know somebody who really made it big? Wouldn't you like to know somebody who really made it big? We all know that it ain't what you know. It's who you know, right? My old man used to say that all the time. I ain't what you know. He used to say all that. You know, I think he believed this, and it's true. Wouldn't you like to know a millionaire who made it overnight? We can do it. If every one of you send me one buck by morning, I could be damn well a millionaire. And then you'd all know me, see? Every one of you'd know me. <laughs> see? And then I'll tell you what I'd do. See? I, I, I'd go down and get this place in the Bahamas, see? And I'd write your letters back, you know, how it feels. And I'd say, I owe it all to you, Fred. You know, by God. And, uh, and you'd know somebody who's really in. Yeah, I'd be sitting on a fantail of onassis's yacht, you know, with a million bucks sticking out of my pocket. That's the only way. To, yeah, that's what, the, that's what you need to get on a yacht like that, see? And I'd wave to you when i you know, when the yacht goes past Passaic, I'd wave, you know? And it would, I'd say, well, I could see, and I'd say, who is that? Who is that? I'd say, that's my friend Fred over there. See day He's mowing the lawn there with his Sears roebuck. Hi, Fred, how are you? Hey! So you know, he made me what I am today. And my George, would you please hit that money button, please? <laughs> Quack, 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 quack Quack, 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 quack quack, quack, hey Dad, quack, quack, can I add the sports section? Sure, here it is Oh, nuts What's the matter? They don't have the final score of the Mets game Frustrating, isn't it? Believe me, I know I'm Marty O'Shea, sports news editor of Newsday Until recently, fans on Long Island Frequently didn't get the final scores of Saturday Night Games In the New York Sunday papers But now Long Island has its own Sunday paper Sunday Newsday. Newsday isn't trucked out from the city. That means we can give you the latest sports news available on the island. We've doubled the size of the Sunday sports section, so you'll get more news. And since we don't have to cover Westchester, Connecticut, and New Jersey, you'll get more news about Long Island school sports. So keep up with the Mets and Jets and Nets in Sunday Newsday. We can't guarantee you'll like the final score, but at least you'll know it. Sunday Newsday. We're glad you like it. Not an exciting commercial? Hey, friends, if you're looking for tires, now come on, you. I mean, why don't you buy them? You know, why don't you buy a tire once? Look no further than the big red General Tire G, from sports cars to sedans to medium tanks, compacts to king-size cars. General Tire makes the tires you need at prices you can afford. You can charge it on General's Auto Charge, Master Charge. Or Bank American card. Yes. Some even have sporty raised white letters. That's a real nice tire. General Tire, your one stop headquarters for tire and automotive service needs. General Tire, with a big red G, has stood for low quality for 56 years. Here we go. Thinking it, sneaking it. Oh, I knew it. And that concludes tonight's salute to Mrs. Betty Lee Miller, the mother of the week. We saluted at, the... Uh, that the Pennsylvania deer, that beer dealer out there for the patsy of the week, and it's been an exciting night. We've raised a few bucks, got a few money going. And by the way, don't don't laugh at that ruby thing. You're going to be laughing right out of the other side of your bazoo. You can smoke